Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, a place to share new ideas, speak freely, and continuously find ways to live our best lives. And now your host, Tim Stoddart. Hey, how's it going, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddart. Welcome to Tim Stodds FM. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's date is March 5th, 2018. Today, I have some thoughts about staying sober. Yesterday was my eight-year anniversary on my sobriety. On March 4th, 2010, I took my last drink and my last drug. The truth of the matter is, I don't know if that's actually true. There was a lot going on in that period of my life, and I don't have a full recollection of the days and the moments and the times. Uh, The best I can tell and the best I have been able to figure, the last time I got high was March 4th, 2010. So I just sort of decided that that was my anniversary date. And uh, yesterday marks eight years. What I want to do is share a little bit of experience and a little bit of perspective on how I stayed sober for eight years. Every year I have flashbacks in my mind about what it used to be like. I'm pretty sure by now I have been sober for longer than I was in active addiction. You would think that means I'm safe or that I have things figured out, but in reality I feel just as afraid as I ever have. The only difference is now I have more tools and armor to defend myself against that little monster that tells me I'm not good enough or that tells me it will be different this time. Getting sober really isn't that hard. It's staying sober that is hard. And I've come to find the beauty in the struggle. So how did I do it? How have I gone eight years without drinking? How have I gone eight years without a hit of a joint or a painkiller or just a tiny bump of cocaine? The truth is, there's no such thing as a tiny bump of cocaine. And if there is, there's a lot of them. Regardless, I will tell you. Number one, make it till midnight. I have a tattoo on my arm that says make it till midnight. This concept has saved my life. It has brought me relief in times of crippling anxiety and it has kept me away from the drink or the drug for eight straight years. It's simple. All you have to do is get through the day without drinking. No matter what you have going on in your life, you just have to make it till midnight. Eventually, no matter how hard or how painful the day, midnight will come. Once it does, you have done your day's work. You have fulfilled your promise to yourself and your higher power. In that moment, all you have to do is start over again and make it to midnight one more time. No matter what happens, all you have to do is make it to midnight. Once midnight comes, you do it again. Number two, doing a daily inventory on myself. I've always been a writer. Writing is so ingrained in my life that sometimes I feel like I write about writing. My fiance said something to me a few months ago that I have mentioned before, but it was so profound to me that I repeat it over and over again. She said that it is impossible to lie to a notebook. A blank page is my mirror. 
It is an honest reflection of myself. It keeps secrets, it doesn't talk back, and it paints a picture of reality that is hard for me to see in my own mind. I write every day, and because of that, I can see the truth about who I am, about how I am doing, about what I am doing well, and about what I am doing wrong. In order to stay sober, I have to be completely honest with myself. Lying to yourself is easy. Lying to yourself is how people pick up a drink because they think they can handle themselves this time. I've remained sober because I've written about my day over and over again, and it has helped me understand who I am. Number three, working out. Just because I've stopped doing drugs does not mean I have scratched the itch for exhilaration. In fact, taking drugs out of the situation has only intensified my need for excitement and pain and obsession. If I had to explain addiction in one word, it would be obsession. Obsession is a thought that overpowers all other thoughts. For some reason, I need that. I need something to obsess over and something to consume me. I need something that sharpens the blade and intensifies my focus. I've always been an athlete, but fitness became my new drug of choice. Fitness became the high I crave, and without it, I lose my mind. To me, it has never been about getting bigger or getting a six-pack or having a movie star body. Of course, I like looking good, but that's not why I do it. Fitness has been about feeding that little monster inside of me. I feed her snacks so that she doesn't yell at me when things get quiet. With my fitness, my little monster stays satisfied because she has felt the pain that she needs to fuel herself for another day. I'm not sure that this will make sense to everyone. For me, having this obsession or addiction has been very healthy. Having that little bit of insecurity has kept me going when I want to be complacent. My obsession has turned into a great asset. I only needed to learn how to harness it for good. Number four, I want it worse than most people. In a lot of recovery communities, the concept of willpower is a dirty thought. We are taught not to believe that self-will has anything to do with staying sober. For us, turning our will over to a higher power is the ultimate starting ground for long-term recovery. Yes, a higher power has played a huge role in my sobriety, but it would be a lie to say that my own self-will hasn't also played a role. When I see other people relapse... Part of me has always thought of them as weak. I admit, I have developed an arrogance and a level of personal pride in knowing that I can do this thing, and most people can't. I can walk down the street and ask anyone if they can go a month without having a beer. This person doesn't have to be an alcoholic. They can be a regular guy or gal. If you ask them if they can go a month without having a drink, most of them will say yes but most of them can't do it. There is something about having a drink that feels like a birthright to us. People come home from work and feel entitled to their drink and their moment of relaxation. Well, I don't feel that way. I feel proud of the fact that I don't need something to lean on to get me through the day. I have strength and power over my mind. To me, my options are limitless because I have complete freedom over my time. I have discipline over my actions, and discipline equals freedom. 
call me arrogant, call me pretentious or whatever. That's how I feel. If you don't believe me, go a month without drinking. Just do it. Don't tell anyone about it and don't sit on your high horse. Don't shout out to the world about your newfound lifestyle. Just go 30 days without drinking. I bet you can't, but I can. Number five, finding a higher power. Here it is. Here is that awful conversation that I know you have been dreading. All I will say is that human beings are spiritual in nature. Every single one of us is longing for connection. We all want to be part of something bigger than ourselves and share pieces of ourselves that we can't necessarily touch or see, but we can feel within our hearts. That feeling is what we call a spirit. When you find something to believe in, your spirit will be at peace and will no longer look outside of itself for existential pleasure. Being a part of will be good enough. Your spirit will be healed and you will have all that you need. I don't believe in God. I don't think there is some almighty being watching over me. That's ridiculous and frankly, I think it's delusional. But for any human being to deny the existence of a higher power is more arrogant than thinking you can fly. We all come from a source. We are all connected and therefore we should never feel alone. In reflecting upon my journey, I never thought that I deserved this. I never thought I was going to live past my 20s. I'm 31. I have a home that I love. I bought my dream car and I paid for it in full. I have a family who is strong and caring and kind. I have the business that I always wanted and I have the freedom to do whatever I want whenever I want. I have a fiance who I love so much that sometimes I look at her and I get this overwhelming feeling of happiness and it makes my insides feel like jello. I do not preach. I try not to tell anyone else how to live their lives. I do not think I am better than anyone else. But at the end of the day, there's one reason why I have been given these gifts. It's all because of the decision I made eight years ago that I would never get high again. My sobriety has graced me with abundance and serenity. Without my sobriety, I would have nothing. I would probably be dead. Yet I am alive and I am well and I feel great. I wish everyone could feel this way because the world would be a better place. Hey guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.